Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell with you here tonight, and we are going to have a wonderful time in the Word of God. But before we begin anything, we want to do what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, to acknowledge Him in all of our ways and that He will direct our path. So we are going to go before the throne of grace and speak with the God of heaven. Heavenly Father, we come today, first of all, thanking you for this day. Father, we enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We come into your courts with praise, and we are thankful. We're asking, Father, for you to bless this broadcast today, that you would speak to us, Lord. Father, I ask that I would decrease and that you would increase, and that you would speak to us tonight, O God. We're asking, Father, that you would have your way in our hearts, We pray for those that are very depressed at this time, Lord. So many are going through depression. We're asking, God, that you would be the lifter of their head. Those that are duress and stress, those that are in hospitals right now, Lord, we're asking that your Holy Spirit would minister to them. And, Father, we pray for the doctors and the nurses and hospital staff, Lord, who are just under pressure right now, Lord. We are asking, God, that you would grant them the peace that surpasses all understanding, that you would provide and supply everything that is necessary for their well-being. And, Father, we pray for the children and the youth today, O God, that are stressed out, that their routine have changed, O God. We're asking, Father, that you would minister to them. We're praying, Lord, for the elderly, and we're praying for those that are just plain upset about what is going on, O God. We're just asking you to have your way. But, Father, you said in your word in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 and 4 that you would keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on you. So, Father, we're asking that you would have your way. Pour out your spirit upon us, O God, and we are asking that you would just have your way in our hearts. And so, Lord, we come to you and we thank you for allowing us to be here part of today. We just thank you for what you're doing in our midst, and we praise you in Jesus' holy and matchless name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, praise the Lord. I am excited tonight. We are going to be dealing it on our relationship um, Wednesday, 
and we are going to deal with what happens, what to do when doubt comes. And let me tell you, it comes to the best of us. And as we look in our word today, we're going to look at a man in the Bible, a strong, powerful man who had doubt. And we want to see how Jesus handled that. So, you, you know, just to, to know this thing of doubt, you know, because many, many people are struggling with doubt. And um, the doubt that doubt has a lot of talking that it does too. you know, it talks to you. So the, the doubt that says, um, you know, does God really love me? Uh, does he really care about me? Does he really answer prayer? Um, is God's word really true? You know, can I really trust God? Those are the some of the doubts that um, that is, you know, that we have. But we want to know that God don't want you to be a doubting Christian at all. He wants you to be shouting. You don't want to be a doubting Christian. He wants you to be a shouting Christian. And so um, we're going to deal with the doubt that comes into our mind and arises in our heart today. And so the person that we're going to look at today, <laughs> you would never think he would have any doubt. He was just so strong, on fire, so forceful, and he just knew what he knew. And that person is, can anyone guess? I'll wait for you to guess. The number to call here, 866-423-9578. Again, that number, 866-423-9578. If you can think of the person that I'm talking about that had doubt, um, you can just give me a call. But in the meantime, I'm going to turn to it in my Bible, and we're going to look at what God wants, um, you know, to do with doubt, what God wants us to do with it. Because I'm telling you, doubt hit everybody at some time or, or another. You know, we're going we're gonna to have doubt, you know. And so tonight we're going to look at three steps that we can take when doubt comes. And so step one, you know, first of all, we know God wants you to understand <clears throat> what causes doubt? Because once you find out the causes, and there's several reasons why um, doubt arises in our heart. You know, reason number one: when we are when we go through a difficult trial, hardship in our lives, bad things happen to us. You know, and um, so as we read about this this man that had the doubt, we're going to look at that um, how Jesus handled the doubt, and we're going to see that. You know, in order for you to have doubt, you had you would have had to believe something. So, we are going to turn into the mighty, powerful, living Word of God, the Bible. Sixty-six books written over a fifteen-hundred-year period, three continents, three um, languages. The Word of God. So, we're going to Matthew uh, chapter eleven. Since no one called to answer the question, I'm just going to um, go to um, Matthew. Chapter 11, and the story is the story of John the Baptist. So we want to see why doubt arise, you know, when um, we want to see what causes doubt. And so um, we know that, you know, hardship, trial, and all those kind of things can cause doubt. And so um, let us take a, a little trip over to Matthew chapter 7. I mean, not 7, Matthew chapter 11, and um, beginning in verse 1 to see what, what is causing the doubt here. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, 
or do we look for another? Now, if there's anyone out there that is dating right now or, you know, and it's taking long, you know, you've gone through four years when you could have had a master's, you know, six-year dating, you could have had a, you know, doctorate or something. But um, you can ask them this question. If you're in a long, long dating relationship, just ask a person the John the Baptist question. Are you the one or should I look for another? That's the question John asked. So here we are. So John <clears throat> asked this question. He said, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So here you have it, John the Baptist. Remember, this John the Baptist, to ask this question, this brother was a powerful brother um, in the Lord. But because of the, you know him being in prison, and you know he's in prison, so he's probably thinking, no problem, I'm in prison, the Messiah is on the scene. Um, any day now, he's going to spring me out. That's probably what he was thinking. But um, in difficult circumstances, that's when we come into doubt. That's when doubt begins to come. So John was sure that Jesus was the expected one when he says, you know, in, and let's look at John's testimony to see what John the Baptist had said first. So turn with me to John chapter 1, and you're going to hear it from John himself, what he said about Jesus. So now to ask this question, he must be under severe duress, going through a heavy-duty trial for him to ask this. And in John chapter 1, the Gospel of John, um, chapter 1 and verse 19, it says, And now this is a testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levite from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then are you, Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you the prophet? He said, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? That we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And this is what John said. He said, I am a voice, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Quoting Malachi chapter 4. Um, to, um, he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why do you baptize if you're not the Christ, or Elisha, or the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there stands among you one whom you do not know. It is he who is coming after me, is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained on him. I did not know him, but he, did, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and re remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And look at what John said. I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. 
So here we have John now. You know, I mean, he's going through. And and in John, um, in the gospel, when he said that, in verse 33, when he said, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water. Now, uh, you can't talk back to me, but who sent him to baptize with water? God the Father. So he sent him. So God the Father told John the Baptist that Jesus was the one, the one that you see the Spirit coming upon. So this was huge. So to him, for him to send this this um, uh, message out, you know, to Jesus, to ask him, are you the one? Are you, or should I look for another? You, you see how, um, you know, a man of this stature here, John the Baptist, so sure. I mean, he's a forerunner, a cousin of Jesus, you know. Um, and And here it is now. So the best of us, what this tells me, if John the Baptist can have doubt, any of us can have doubt. But what do we do with the doubt? That's the question. What do we do when we have doubt? Now, we mind you, John the Baptist was the one. Um, he was sure that Jesus was the expected one. When he says, um, are you the expected one? He said, the coming one, the Messiah. Did I, you know, he said, I, did I miss it? You know, am I wrong? You know, because, it, it, you know, to John, he's thinking that this is not working here. I'm in prison. Jesus is out there, and he got word because it says here in verse 2 that when John heard in prison about the works of Christ, Jesus is out here doing other works, and I'm in prison. I mean, this is not what he was, that he signed up for. This is not what he was expecting. So doubt comes when we can't make sense of the issues. We can't make sense of our situation. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to come, and it's going to come to the best of us. So... Here's the thing for John and the Jews. The Jews were looking for the Messiah based on the Old Testament passages. You know, they thought the Messiah was going to come and he was going to take over Rome. He was the king, and, you know, and he was going to rule and with a rod of iron. You know, so John preached and said, One is coming after me whose shoes la- shoelaces I am not worthy to loose, whose, you know, whose winnowing fork is in his hand, and he's going to baptize with fire. So, of course, he's in prison. This does not fit. What's going on in John's life does not fit the theology, you know, that, you know, for him to be in prison. You know, what's up with that? I mean, you're locked up. Jesus is out here doing his thing. And, you know, you know, because at first when he, you know, and we know that he got, he went to prison because he was preaching the truth. He, he spoke to Herod. He called him out on a sin that he was doing. And so he was put in prison. So, you know, he was just thinking that, Jesus is going to come in on a white horse or something is going to happen and just break him loose out of prison. So we see here that doubt comes when we cannot reconcile the things in our mind. You know, um, so sometimes, you know, people think, well, God must be wrong. Your word must not be true. You know, we can't figure God out. You know, he's like an ocean. And see, see the thing is this, God is like an ocean and our mind is like a little teacup. So when you run into a snag, it's not God that is wrong. It's your teacup that can't hold an ocean, you know. And so his ways are not our ways. He tells you in Isaiah 55, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. God can't tell us everything he's doing because we can't understand it. And so we don't have the capacity for it. So when doubt comes up, it's because we can't put it all together or figure it out. And that's when doubt shows up. We see um, in the scriptures, Sarah and Abraham, you know, it's a perfect example she was, um, what, um, 60 years old, and Abraham was 70 when God spoke to them about having a son. 
they doubted the promises of God because it wasn't coming to you know to coming to fruition as they say quickly and many many of us do that today you know a woman may think you know i'm getting you know my biological clock is ticking and i've got to find me a husband and um you know and if the person don't come along in the normal way they take matters in their own hand you know they'll just take whatever come along they start hunting down men the bible says he who finds a wife not she who finds a husband he who finds a wife finds a good thing. All right, we're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. When does a person get rights? When a person is a person. All across our nation, our nation is divided. In our homes, in social media, everywhere you turn. But what is at the heart of this division? In the new movie, Divided Hearts of America, Super Bowl champion and executive producer Benjamin Watson searches for the truth. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. You'll discover why the most polarizing debate of this century boils down to the sacred dignity of human life. There is no personhood under law. We don't have that in this country. With Divided Hearts of America, you'll learn what you need to be armed to fight what divides us and come to a place of real unity with empathy, healing, and real hope. Be part of the change and watch Divided Hearts of America. Go to SalemNow.com to purchase. Use promo code DETROIT for 20% off. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Faith Talk Detroit.
Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. Marcus is having me laugh here, so um, that sounds funny. But um, the number to call here, 866-423-9578. The number, again, 866-423-9578. And tonight we're dealing with doubt. What do you do when doubt comes? And we're looking at the Word of God, and we're going to see how um, Jesus handled uh, this situation uh, with um John the Baptist um, and his doubt. So we see here that um, John, um, you know, was just overwhelmed. I mean, he's in prison. Jesus is out here doing, um, you know, miracles. Um, and, and he's in prison. It doesn't make any sense to him. So I believe John the Baptist was getting impatient. He said the axe was laid at the root of the tree. Get, you know, get to moving here. Two years in prison. Then his head is going to be cut off. That was not the script that John would have written. I mean, he didn't sign up for this. He did not understand this. Doubt comes when you put your feelings ahead of faith, when you put your trust in feelings. So this is a big one. When you begin to doubt your salvation, you don't feel like uh, you're saved. You don't feel like you're saved. So since you don't feel saved, you might not be saved. You know, people get through this. You get real nervous about it, and if anyone talks about it, you feel uncomfortable. When the topic is mentioned, you change the subject. Well, let's look at feelings. Sometimes I don't feel married, but I am. I may not feel like a mom, but I am. I just look at the kids that I am. I just look at them bunch of kids. Yep, I'm, I'm a mom. The facts are here. Your salvation is not based on feeling. It's based on the Word of God. And that's the thing that we have to keep in mind, the Word of God. And, and so as we study God's Word and meditate on God's Word, when the doubt comes up, you can answer the doubt with the Word of God. That's the thing there. The Word of God, truth is based on what is not based on what you feel. It's based on what God says. So when doubt comes, this is what the thing. So if you're writing things down tonight, you want to write down. When doubt comes, number one, God wants you to understand why the doubt comes. And then he wants you to come to him with your doubts. Look at what John did. John did that. He could not come himself, so he sent someone to Jesus with the question, they came a long way. Um, he's in the area of the Dead Sea. Jesus is in Galilee, in the Galilee area. John did what we are supposed to do when doubt come. He brought his doubt to Jesus. So when you have doubt, you know, get in your quiet time. If you're having a quiet time, because I'm telling you as believers, we need to be spending time with him. It doesn't matter what you do for God. There's a lot of people out there running the streets and they're doing a lot of things for God. And then there are those that do a lot of things for God because they spend time with him and he gives them assignment. But um, Jesus called us, the first call, and when you read about it, when Jesus called his disciples, the first call that he made to them, he selected them, and then he called them. If you read Mark chapter 3 and verse 14, Jesus called them to be with him. So that's the number one thing as believers, we're spending time with the Lord. And, and it's not time where you run into his presence and you're asking for a bunch of stuff. You just sit in the presence of the Lord. And in our society today, we're not set up to sit still. You can tell right now, even with the pandemic, people are panicking and, you know, getting going off the deep end and just acting irrational. They're not used to this. They, they, you know, the noise, 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 noise. The games are sh kind of shut down. The, um, you know, football, baseball, all of these games are kind of on the, on the low. And so people are flipping out. We don't, you, we're not used to being quiet. We don't want to be quiet. 
But that's when you hear God speak. We can't even hear, even the Christians right now, we cannot hear God speak because we're not quiet enough. And just, just test yourself on this. You're in your house, and it's just you. The radio's on, TV's on, you know, um, something's on. Because we, we don't want to get quiet. But when you get quiet, that God wants to speak to you. He can't even get a word in. He tried to talk to you, the TV, the radio, somebody's calling you, whatever, the kids. He wants you quiet. That's when you hear the heart of God, when you sit in his presence. And so that's something I believe in the body of Christ that we have to do. Because I'm telling you, when you sit in his presence, that's where the strength comes from. That's where the power comes in. You can tell a powerful person, a woman or a man of God, when they are spending time with God. And it's not that you are asking for stuff or anything. You just, you just go in a room and close the door and say, Lord, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Because you have the, the written word of God. This is God's mind in print. That's what the Bible is, God's mind in print. If you want to hear from God, you open the word of God. Every time you open your Bible... God speaks to you. And when you pray, you're talking to him. So let's go back to our story. So here you have, um, you know, you come to Jesus and you come in your quiet time. You come in reverently. You do it humbly because you're in the presence of a great king. And because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. You never come into his presence and yelling at God. You know, I hear preachers, you know, we decree and we declare, you know, they're yelling at God. You don't do that. You don't come into the presence of a king like that. So if he's a king, then you're going to come humbly. So you come humbly, you come honestly and humbly. And if you feel that God doesn't love you, and he wants you to share that with him, you know, because um, he already knows what's in your mind anyway, you might as well tell him because he know that, you know, he knows what is in your heart, but he likes for you to share it with him. And, you know, you can let the Lord know, you know, Lord, I feel like you lost my address. Uh, pour out your heart, you know. Share how you feel, you know, to the Lord. And um, and he's going to keep what you tell him to, you know, he's not going to tell anybody else. Share with him that, how you feel, you know. And remember in Psalms it said that God is our refuge and strength. He's our refuge for us. He's our safe place. There's a place, there are places that are not safe, but when you, and when you share things with, sometimes you share things with people, it's not safe. But when you share it with the Lord, it is safe. You can be, you can know you're talking to a trusted friend. And so um, he's a safe place where you can share. So you go to the Lord. And um, in Psalms 50, verse 15, it says, Call unto me, God of heaven, said for you to call him in the day of trouble. He said, I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. You come to him expectantly. You come expect him to listen to you and to answer you. In Jeremiah 33, God sends out this big invitation. He says, call unto me. And then he guarantees you, he says, I will answer. You're not going to get the busy signal when you call. God is going to answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. So um, you call on the Lord. All right, I think I have a call. Okay, I, may I, maybe I don't. All right. Well, we'll get back to where we were. And so when you come in and he said, Jesus told you, 
to call him. He'd, he'd give you the invitation. He'd give you his address, his number. Jeremiah 33 called me. He said, I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. A lot of time what we do is we run in there and we tell God what the situation is. He give us the answer and we take off. And there we are. We have not taken all of what he said he was going to give us. He said, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. A lot of time we run off with the answer and we don't even wait around for the great and the mighty thing. I want the whole package. I don't know if if if, if you're like me, but I want the entire package. When he comes and when he um, answers, I li- I'm, 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 in, I'm glad for the answer too. But I'm also looking for that great and mighty things that I don't know about. Pray. When you go to God, pray believing that you'll receive, you know, uh, or you can pray in doubt and just do without. You know, you come to God and let him know your doubt. Remind him of his promises and that he said he would answer you. Jeremiah 1 and 12 tells that God stands over his word to perform it. And I'm telling you, just this week um, or a week ago, I've been meditating on this verse. It is just bless the socks off my foot. And it is in Joshua chapter 21. There's two chap- two verses, actually. Um, Joshua uh, chapter 12, uh, 21 and verse 14. And I just want to share that with you tonight because some of you are out, out there and you're hurting and you're going through a situation right now and you're wondering where God is, what's going on. And you have his word. You know, if you have his word, then you should, you know, be comfortable. But let's look at the two scriptures I have in Joshua. Joshua twenty-one fourteen, and Joshua 23, actually 23, 14, and um, 21, 45. But let's look at um, 23 and verse 14. This is what it said. Behold this day, Joshua, Joshua is getting ready to die, and he's leaving the earth. And he... Actually, I should read you chapter 1. Because in Joshua chapter 1, God told Joshua that as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you. Not a man will be able to stand up against you. And, you know, he said, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. So there is a promise. So here, but here what, what I like about um, these two chapters is the fulfillment of those promises. Joshua is getting ready to go. So he said, behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth, which is going to die. And you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass. All. Every promise that God has made. When you open your Bible and you're going through, if he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, that is what it is. If he said, I will supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus uh, in Philippians 4.19, that is what it is. And he says here, Joshua said, all have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Wow, that is awesome. And then let's go back to 21, Joshua chapter 21 and uh, verse 45 here. Well, we can start in verse um 43. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land. Remember, God had told him in chapter 1 that he was going to give um, Joshua the land from the river Euphrates to, you know, the list, the, long, the length of, of where he was going to go. He told him that. So the Lord gave all it to Israel, all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it and dwelt in it. And look at verse 44. The Lord gave them rest all around 
according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And not a man of, of um, all their enemies stood against them. Remember, Joshua, um, in Joshua 1, God told him that not a man will be able to stand against you. And here it is. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. And look at verse 45. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All of it came to pass. This is the kind of God we have, folks, that when he says something, and then if you top it off with that he's not a man, Numbers 23 um, tells us that he's not a man, that he should lie, that he, um, he cannot lie, Titus 1 and 2, um, Hebrews 6, 18, it is impossible for God to lie. So with all of that, you are stacked. The deck is stacked on your side. I am telling you, this thing is exciting. All right, so, so remember what you've seen and heard. So John the Baptist, and look at the question now. When he asked the question, that is a yes or no question. Jesus could have said, yes, I'm the one, or no, I'm not the one. But he didn't do that. He did this, and I believe the way he handled the question, it's um, basically how he wants us to handle it today. This is how he wants us to deal with the situation today. And so when the disciple came with the question, you know, and asked John, you know, um, that would, a yes or no, that would be, you know, would fit the question. But Luke put it in what Matthew leaves out. Jesus doesn't answer right away. He heals, he, he, he heals. Then he tells them to go and report to John what you have seen and heard. So that's the thing. When you are in a doubtful situation, first of all, number one, God wants you to understand why the doubt comes. And then he wants you to come to him. With your doubt, you want to come honestly. You want to lay it out before him. You want to tell the truth in your um, time in his presence. But the thing of it is here, Jesus, um, so like I said, he didn't answer the question right away. You know, he tell John to go and um, watch, tell, go tell John what he has seen and heard. Let me go back to the text. So go and tell John the things which you hear and the things that you see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of these. So when you have doubt, you want to remember what you have seen. Woo, I feel a message coming on. Remember what you have seen and what, and what you have heard. Now, um, and I'm, we're going to turn in our Bibles now. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 35. Because, um, you know, him bringing this back to John's memory, you know, to remind him of the things that he's seen and the things that he's heard. So he tells them to report to John what they saw and what they heard going on. And so he shows them, he takes them to the Old Testament in um, Isaiah 35, and I'm going to turn there very quickly, and you may write these scripture down so that your fingers may do the walking in the Bible pages. When disaster, when doubt, any situation that comes upon you, you are going to the Word of God because you want to be able to have truth. Because when you have the truth... Okay, so it says here in Isaiah um, chapter 35, verse 3, and um, he said that, um, "...strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees." Say to those who are fearful-hearted, 
Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance and with recompense of God. He will come and he will save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped, then the lame shall leap like a deer, the tongue of the dumb sing. So here it is. Jesus takes John back to the word of God. That is where you want to go. When you have doubt, you go to the Lord. You remember what you have seen and what you have heard. I am telling you, when doubt comes, and it comes up unexpectedly, sometimes it comes out of the corner, you don't expect it at all, and it just show up on your porch. But when the doubt comes, you know, understand what he's saying here, the Messiah. He said, when the Messiah comes, um, this is the thing that he's going to do, and blessed is the one who does not stumble over me, that they don't get caught up in doubt, that they can't go on any longer. You know, so to combat this doubt, recount and review the undeniable facts. Go to the facts. What do you know? The, the undeniable facts of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go to the facts. Did you know that G, um, what Jesus did in Luke before the guys came fr from John? He raised the widow of Nain's son back to life. Here it is, this, this young man. He's in a coffin. They were getting ready to bury him. Jesus stopped the funeral procession and touched the coffin with his hand and raised that dead kid back to life. He has proven to be the Messiah. Who can do all these things that he did? Now, really, what have you seen and heard? So, you know, when, when uh, doubt comes, you go back to the Word of God. First of all, you go to Jesus and you let him know that you have doubt. You want to understand why you have the doubt because you see that, okay, I'm in a trial right now. I'm in a difficult situation right now. And so that's where the doubt is coming from. And then what do you do? He wants you to come to him with your doubt. Bring it to him. Let him know how you feel. Why is this happening? You know, bring it to him and talk to him like a, a friend because he, he considers us friends. And then when you are, um, you know, overwhelmed with the doubt, just remember what you have seen and heard. And that's what Jesus told John. Remember, he said, go tell John. Verse 4, Jesus answered and said to them, the, the, them, these people that John the Baptist sent to hear the, um, to ask a question, go tell them, go tell John the things which you hear and see. And what did they see and hear? The blind see, the lame is walking, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And then he said, And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. All right, so what, what, what do we do when doubt come? Um, you know, you look back. You can, uh, you can look back at the Messiah and the things that he has done. Remember what he did. He raised the dead. We're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Pastors and ministry leaders, Dr. Robert Jeffords wants to get down to the essence of ministry with you. When you come to the point that you realize it's not about you, it's about Him. And when you give God your ministry, you really can trust Him with it. Dr. Robert Jeffress is speaking this Thursday at our virtual Pastors Appreciation event, free online. 
He'll be joined by Pastor Alan Jackson from Tennessee. What a crazy year. What you represent and the places you hold and the leadership you exert is critical in this season. We're going to come through. The virtual Pastors Appreciation Event, free online this Thursday with music from Mandisa. All pastors are invited to register today at faithtalkdetroit.com. Sponsored by Moody Theological Seminary. Chris McCourtney for Salem Surround, the digital marketing solution that keeps growing by leaps and bounds. The reason? Strategies. Everybody out there has all the digital advertising products your business wants, but the strategies you need, well, as a small business owner, you're on your own. Enter Salem Surround. We're more than products. We design a comprehensive digital strategy with the components you can't find anywhere else, branded audio. How about we target your best customers with proven digital tactics, lead them down the customer journey, and introduce them to you. Tell your story. Sell your product with branded audio. You're tired of digital products being pitched at you. It's time for our one-stop digital marketing partner. Let's talk about your strategy today. Go to SalemSurroundDetroit.com. That's SalemSurroundDetroit.com. In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, Forgotten Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. Forgotten Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold. Praise the Lord, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here, and we are dealing with doubt, what to do when doubt comes, and it's getting hot right now, what to do when doubt comes. So here we are, Jesus, um, John the Baptist has sent word to Jesus to find out if he's the one or should he look for another. And it's interesting, um, Jesus didn't send back a yes or no answer. He did something even better. So he said, tell John, he sent John's disciple back as eyewitnesses of the many miracles that he did. You know, he performed the miracle in their presence just so they could go back and report to John what they had seen, personally seen, the proof that he was indeed the Messiah. Because that's a question John asked, are you the one or should I look for another? You know, and remember, uh, notice Jesus didn't offer any explanation um, to John because he knowing he knew exactly how strong John's faith was. He knew that his faith was strong. So he just um, sent this reminder. And so we can look at that too. What what do we know about the Messiah? When doubt come, what do we know? Let's look and see what we know. Jesus raised the dead. He turned water into wine at a wedding. He turned, he fed the 5,000. He opened blind eyes, something that was never done. This is one of the proof because Jesus talked about his works, that his works 
um, point to who he is. Um, so he opened the blind eyes, that he opened the deaf ears, healed the sick, he cast out demons, he speak to the wind and the wave, calm the sea, he walked on water, he forgives sin. No one can do that except God. You know, who can die on the cross and three days later rise from the dead? No one but God. Jesus proved that he is the Messiah and you can trust him. When doubt comes, go back to the facts. Go back to what you know. Go back to an empty tomb in Jerusalem. He's not there. He's risen. And there is Christianity, which came out of nowhere because of an empty tomb. If Jesus did not come out of the tomb, there would be no Christianity. The scared disciple would not go out to proclaim the gospel if it were not true. Remember, Jesus showed himself to them and asked, Why did you doubt? Why did doubt arise in your heart? The disciples um, died for their faith because they were convinced that he was the Messiah and that he died and rose again. You can trust him as well. Like it says in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. It's better to trust in the Lord than, um, than man. You know, to overcome doubt, focus on the things you know to be true. You know and these facts, and you read the gospel, and you go back, and you read the story, how he raised the dead, how he turned the water into wine, letting you know that he can change any situation that you have. No matter what it looked like, he changed water into wine. He can change you from being sick to healthy. He can change you from being a sinner to a saint. He can change you from being broke to a couple of dollars. He can change your situation. So you go back to what you know. Go back to when doubt come, and that's what Jesus did. He sent John the Baptist back to um, with the word. He sent him back with the facts because John would have known the, the scriptures in the Old Testament, and he quoted from Isaiah and also um, Jeremiah. I don't know if I read the Jeremiah 28 um, passage. Let me go there real quick. In Jeremiah chapter 28, the word of God, quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. So it says here, let's see, uh, not, uh, yeah, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 18 and 19. Or is it Isaiah? I think it's um, Isaiah 29. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited here. Too excited. Isaiah 29. Let's see what has been done. <clears throat> yes, in Isaiah... Chapter 29, it says, In that day the deaf shall hear. That day, what day is that? When the Messiah comes. In that day the deaf shall hear the word of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. The humble also shall increase their joy in the Lord. The poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. So we see here the Old Testament. Um, Jesus is letting John know to um, uh, look at what he's done. Go back to the things that you know, you know, what you have seen and heard. And I think in, um, in Matthew uh, chapter uh, 11, you know, when Jesus sent them back as eyewitnesses, you know, he performed these miracles in their presence so that they could report back to John what they had personally seen, that they had um, had the proof. And they had seen this, that he was indeed the Messiah. You know, 
And so that is um, the, the, the thing. And then when you look at what Jesus said about John afterwards, so you think that, you know, with him um, doubting, um, the Lord would be upset with him, but he wasn't. You know, he was not upset with John at all. And then he talked about John. Um, let's look at what he said. And see, John the Baptist did not hear this. He did not hear what Jesus was saying about him. So when doubt comes, people, go back to what you know. What you what have you seen and heard? What you have, what has the Word of God tell you? You know, you look at the facts. You know to be true. The facts re- reveal that they are true. Let the truth triumph over your doubt. Jesus said in John seventeen seventeen that His Word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. Here it is, He's in His high priestly prayer, praying, and He said to sanctify them by your truth. If the devil can get you to dis, um, to, to disbelieve the book, everything goes out the window. You will doubt God's plan. But God love, God's love, and he, do, and he loves you in spite of when you doubt. And he answers your prayer, and he will answer your doubt if they exist. So you just bring them to him, and he will comfort your heart, the word of God. So how do you deal with doubt? You stomp it out with the word of God. That's what you do. You bring the, te- the truth that you know to the situation. Okay, the enemy will put, have, you know, play with your mind. You know, and I don't have to have it all figured out. I just bring my doubts to God and let him know how I'm feeling. And, um, and he let me know he loves me. He died for me. You remind yourself that he loves you. He died for you. And there's an empty tomb in Jerusalem. And I know I can trust him, you know, because God keeps his promise. He cannot lie. It's impossible for him to lie. He's not a man that he should lie. And you know that his word is true. That is the key. And if you listen to Joshua, Joshua said not one promises, not one of his promise, not one word has failed. The word of the Lord um, endures forever. You know, so you need to know that his word is true. And so when you do that, your doubts will run. Doubt will take off. You don't want to. Ha- you don't want to hang over. <laughs> you don't want to be a hungover person, a, f- a hungover Christian. You want to be an exclamation point. You know, you don't want to be a doubting Christian. You want to be a shouting Christian. We're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back. This is Hugh Hewitt for Townhall.com. The 2020 election is now just days away. Here's my short case for backing the Trump-Pence ticket and voting for Republican senators and representatives in your state. On the coronavirus pandemic, Trump has done as well as any president could have done, and certainly better than Joe Biden. You're safer and more secure because of the Trump military buildup. The president has made the necessary pivot with China, and he's brokered the first major peace deal in the Middle East in 25 years. On the economy, Trump and the GOP succeeded in bringing unemployment to all-time lows early this year. Now, even amidst the pandemic, the economy is bouncing back. Your First and Second Amendment freedoms are much stronger as well because Trump has bolstered the Supreme Court and federal courts with strong judges who honor the Constitution. Whatever you think of Trump personally, there's no question. His policies have been good for the country. Join me in voting for a second Trump term. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. If you're thinking about replacing your windows, I want you to think about plastic. That's right, plastic. Most windows are made out of vinyl, which is just a fancy word for plastic. You know, the same thing they make those flimsy cheap outdoor chairs from. Plastic. The same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from. Plastic. Even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood. Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with you, and we are dealing with doubt, what to do when doubt comes. And I'm so excited about this story of how Jesus handled the doubt. Normally, you would think that Jesus would be upset with John the Baptist after this, but look at what he says about John. And so after he, um, you know, sent the word back to John the Baptist, and verse 6 of Matthew chapter 11, And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitude concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, And more than a prophet. This is what Jesus is saying about this man that just doubted. And more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face. Who will prepare your way before the Lord? Who will prepare your way before you? Then he said, assuredly, verse 11. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of woman, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. So Jesus is um, bragging on John. John the Baptist don't hear any of this, though. 
He does not know all this. And it just goes to show that we just need to do what we know to do and just don't look back. Keep our eye on the prize. So Jesus goes on to tell them that John was greater than the Old Testament prophet. And why was that? Why was John the Baptist greater than the Old Testament prophet? I won't, we don't have enough time for you to call in to say, but I'll just tell you. Because John the Baptist actually saw with his eyes and personally participated in the fulfillment of what he prophesied. Wow. That is awesome. John the Baptist. So you see the, the, the uh, compliment that Jesus gave to John, even though he had the doubt, even though um, all of this was going on, Jesus was able to say to John the facts that were there. So when you have doubt, just, um, you know, take it. First of all, recognize why you have the doubt, and then you take it to the Lord Jesus, and then just remember, go to open your Bible and go to reading and remember the things that you have seen and that you've heard. And that is how you are going to handle doubt. So I just want, I pray that this um, lesson was a blessing to you. When um, in doubt, when doubt comes, which it will creep upon you, but when it comes, you want to be ahead of it and you want to know what to do. It's okay to have doubt because in order for you to doubt, you must have believed something. So when you have the doubt, you go back. First of all, acknowledge what is causing the doubt. And you may be in a trial, some type of situation, and you realize I probably wouldn't have had this doubt if I wasn't going through this situation right now. And then when you have the doubt, you lay it out before the Lord. You come humbly to him and you lay it out. And then what you want to do is to remember what you have seen and what you have heard. Just remember the thing that you read about Jesus, his raising the dead and healing the sick and all of that. You have something to look back on. So know your word. So thank you for listening tonight and God bless. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 